This is Inquisition of Darkness Radio, the paranormal talk show that discusses all things mysterious and supernatural. From cryptid and UFO sightings from around the world, to conspiracy theories and black magic, prepare yourself to experience the unknown. I'm your host, Jordan Tyler Quinn Farkish, and now, it's time to pull down the shades, double check the locks on the front door, and turn on all the lights. Prepare yourself for tonight's program. Welcome to the program. So tonight we'll be talking about gargoyles and the possible alien and UFO connection. So gargoyles, are they statues or are they real life beings? Legends say that they are real creatures coming to life to ward off evil and protect its home from intruders. Legends also state that gargoyles can communicate with their human masters when wind or water is flowing through their mouths. So, most of you guys have probably not made the gargoyle alien UFO connection, if there is one. Uh, but this is something uh, personal to my wife and I, and we've done quite a bit of research into the matter. And uh, so far, uh, there's several indicators that uh, seem to point towards a link between gargoyles and aliens and UFOs, more particularly. Um, one strange fact that we came across is that a 13th century abbey has a gargoyle that is obviously hundreds of years old and it looks exactly like the creature from the hit movie Alien and if you don't believe us then just jump on Google and do a quick search and you will find exactly what we're talking about and not only that you'll find that several churches that are hundreds of years old uh, have similar gargoyles that look to be more alien than the classic uh, creature that you would think of with the word gargoyle that usually have uh, demon faces or something similar to a lion. Uh, these older gargoyles look like aliens. So, coincidence? Or is there a real link between gargoyles, aliens, and UFOs? So anyone who's looked into gargoyles as, as mythical creatures has probably come across the fact that they are supposed to have superpowers. And for those who are unfamiliar, the supposed powers of gargoyles include immortality, immune to age and diseases, shape-shifting abilities, which they can take on the shape of humans and humanoid-like beings, 
flight due to their obvious wings, camouflage, the ability to blend into their surroundings, endurance, as well as not being able to be wounded at night, and last but not least, petrification, uh, the ability to turn others to stone. As far as weaknesses go, legend has it that proximity is the greatest bane to gargoyles, meaning if a gargoyle is to wander too far from its home, it will either turn back against its own will or return to solid state as a statue once it's strayed too far from home. So, as I mentioned earlier, the topic is a one that is very interesting to my wife and I as we've had our own uh, experiences that have caused us to stop and really question gargoyles as actual beings as well as their possible connection to aliens and UFOs. Welcome back to the program. So my wife and I experience that we've uh, alluded to in the beginning of the show occurred in the spring of 2018 and uh, it was actually more of a series of uh, events than a singular encounter. It began with a dream that I had or at least I became aware of the strangeness of the situation um, the day after I had a strange dream uh, about gargoyles and UFOs. In the dream, um, <laughs> a space shuttle of sorts was landing in the side yard and I could see the house as we were coming down and uh, the shuttle opened and out my wife and I came and walked through the yard and into the front door and I distinctly remember when I opened the front door in the dream uh, something shooting past me that was just a blur too fast uh, for my eyes to really register uh, it was up in the air a, a little above my head and when I turned to, to see what it was it was a gargoyle that appeared to be maybe a foot and a half tall uh, no more than two feet tall and it was flapping its wings in the corner of the lobby uh, and looking at my wife and I and we walked nearer to enter the house through the lobby doors and that's about where it goes fuzzy and I don't remember the rest of the dream. Now it would have just been a strange dream if not for what happened the next evening. Uh, which I'll need to back up for a second here and mention that in the dream when the shuttle let us down before we walked into the house and the gargoyle flew in through the front door along with us uh, the shuttle lifted off 
as soon as it let us out and it was chased immediately by three fighter jets and this thing just made short work of them and just zipped across the sky and disappeared the jets couldn't keep up with it uh, so that happened uh, on the way into the house um, and then when I opened the door like I explained the, the gargoyle flew past at extremely quick speeds and then hovered there in the lobby waiting for us to finish entering the home uh, I'll also mention that it hadn't been but a few days before I had this dream that we had visited a nearby city of Asik which is the largest uh, city in the region it's also an extremely old city um, with lots of old townhouses and um, hotels that have gargoyles as well as having uh, is it the second tallest cathedral in, so. in Croatia? Yeah, yeah. The tallest being in Zagreb, yeah. I think. Yeah. I so. so the second tallest cathedral in Croatia, um, and that's what the Cathedral of Saint Peter and Saint John. I think yeah, so. Yeah, it's it's a co-cathedral, one of the one of the only ones I've ever heard of. So yeah. it's a co-cathedral of I believe Saint Peter and Saint John. And it has very distinct gargoyles on it that look like uh, they almost have a 3D effect. When you stand from one side and look at them from a particular angle, they look like a uh, horned ram head. Uh, if, and yet from another angle, they do have that like alien, oblong alien head shape. Yes. They're real masterpiece. Yeah, but if if you look directly at them um, <clears throat> from the center, then, then they're they're classic um, sort of like demon slash lion faced uh, gargoyles. Anyhow, it had only been a few days since we'd visited the cathedral and walked around town, which we do quite a bit. Osik's a lovely old city. Um, but yes, it was just a few days after that that I had the dream. Though I'd, I'd never even entertained the idea of gargoyles <clears throat> outside of artwork um, in my life, let alone dreamed about them. So, very, very strange. I'll, I'll also mention before moving forward uh, with our story that there are probably more gargoyles in this region um, than anywhere in in the world and uh, in, in such a concentrated amount um, they're in all the major surrounding cities um, like Osik and Zagreb and um, Prague, Novi Sad, Budapest. yeah Budapest all, all over the region and you know they're on hotels, castles, townhouses, churches, cathedrals they're they're all over the place and I mean they're as old as they get too, you know, several hundreds of years old. So, lots of old gargoyles around here. So the night after the dream, um, my wife and I were headed somewhere. 
uh, I don't remember where we were headed, do you? Uh, I think we went to the store. Uh, oh yeah, yes, we went to the Tisic, Yes. Uh, down there in the center of, of the city because that's part of the story as well. Um, yeah. So yes, I remember that. We were headed to the Tisic, um, probably to buy cigarettes or something or another, and no sooner than we walked out into our yard, um, there was a couple of flashes from way up in the sky, um, like, like a camera flash. Um, it was two distinct flashes that we noticed. And we kind of stopped and, you know, was looking at the sky like, what in the hell was that? And that's when we noticed uh, another flash and what appeared to be, well, what is a UFO? Because it's definitely unidentified flying object to us. We have no idea what it was. It looked um, like a star and uh, it was moving uh, in a way that wouldn't be possible for it to be an airplane or even a jet uh, and then just stopping and moving and um, it maneuvered around a bit until lo and behold uh, some fighter jets appeared or what appeared to be fighter jets uh, moving towards the object as fast as they could uh, which it Again, like in my dream, this ship just made uh, no trouble at all getting away from these jets. And it basically moved away from us so fast, it went from being a little ball of light looking like a star to just getting littler and littler and smaller and smaller until you couldn't, you couldn't see it at all. It blinked and it was just completely gone. And the jets were still moving across the sky in the direction that it had disappeared. Uh, which was the opposite direction that we were headed that night. I would like to mention that as well. Because if that's not strange enough, uh, we kind of gathered our wits about ourselves and continued on. Um, made our way out of the yard and uh, again turned the opposite direction and headed towards the center of town and we made it how far is that a quarter of a mile yeah yeah about a quarter of a mile which is about to the end of our street and <coughs> we saw uh, our second UFO uh, for the night. Uh, this one was a bright streak across the sky that appeared similar but different uh, to a shooting star. And do you remember the color? Because I, I remember the color. It, I, it was, uh, uh, I remember it as uh, yellow, orange, red. I remember the star or ship or whatever it was as a bright green blue um, turquoise color and 
I say each one of those colors because it was all of them. It was more or less a rainbow uh, in that spectrum of shades. Greenish, bluish, aquaish, teal type color. And that was when the ship, star, whatever it was, was coming down. And it was crashing. This was not um, shooting down like a shooting star or a meteor. This thing was wobbling um, like a fighter plane that had been shot down. I mean, you can tell a distinct difference if you watch a jet that's been shot uh, falling from the sky versus a meteor um, which moves more or less in a straight line. Maybe it's arched, but it's still, it's a more of a straight line. Th this thing was uh, spiraling out of control and wobbling uh, this way and that on the way down. Um, my wife recalls the bright colors, uh, red, orange, yellow, um, when, when we first saw it. Um, again, this was the second sighting that we had that night and it was only minutes in between maybe what 10 minutes after the first yeah if so yeah not even 10 minutes yes uh, just long enough to get to the end of the street and we saw this thing come streaking back um from the direction it had uh, streaked away in um, the opposite direction that the jets were still flying um, and when it appeared then uh, that's when it was uh, bright, um, like a fiery rainbow color. And it was um, arching more like a shooting star. But it turned, um, oddly, in the same direction we were walking. Um, and more or less look, looked like it crash-landed in the not-so-far uh, distance. So... It was pretty intense, and we we were both like kind of just blown away. But we continued on to the TSIC, and that was maybe a 15-minute walk. And that's when things get even stranger. Um, we did our shopping at the TSIC. And uh, I don't speak Croatian very well, so my wife was talking to the uh, cashier, and I was standing back and to the side a little bit uh, in case anyone else uh, needed to get in line. And, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty observant, and I'm, you know, looking around and everything like that, and just out of nowhere, this, this man appears, like he literally wasn't there um, a second before and uh, it was just almost as if he just blinked into existence I don't know how, how else to say it uh, there was nobody walking from any direction as I was looking around and you know, I turned my head back uh, you know behind me and there he was just out of nowhere and uh, I got a really creepy feeling from the guy and thought that maybe it was just because uh, he had snuck up on me or, or whatever. Um, but as we started walking away, 
my wife also mentioned a creepy vibe from this guy. And uh, we had it made maybe 50 meters, if so, from the TSIC. And we noticed that the guy was following us, following after us, uh, at a very fast walk. Like, he, I mean, if I remember correctly, it's like he was almost jogging towards us. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we both, we both felt like he was trying to most definitely catch up with us uh, for whatever reason. And I, I remember, you know, discussing that, uh, wondering if he had even bought anything from TSIC because he, he caught up with this so quickly. And um, he, we increased our speed and he increased his even more because he still kept getting closer and closer to us. And um, so we were both feeling rather strange about the whole thing, you know, um, picking up some really odd vibes from this guy. And uh, I'll also point out that my wife was born and raised in this town and had never seen this, this man before. Um, you know, that said, we do have a, uh, basically a truck stop that's maybe half a mile from the house and it, it, we did have to go past it on this walk and he ended up, um, getting into one of the semis. But, uh, as he was walking up behind us and getting closer and closer, eventually we, uh, stopped to the side and uh, pretended like we were getting something out of our bag or, or something like that and let the guy uh, go past us, which then he immediately slowed down uh, but kept going. And that's when we noticed that there was something very much off with this guy. Uh, it's hard to put into words, uh, but he, he just didn't seem, I don't know, uh, fully human. Like, it seemed like the man didn't know how to walk. I mean, how would you describe it? Like Frankenstein, like someone made him out of five different pieces. Yeah, that's, that's a good, that's a good, really good way to put it. Like Frankenstein, uh, because he wasn't walking like he was drunk or like he was high. And I mean, I've, I've lived all over the, the U.S. and believe me, I've seen people <laughs> really fucked up and that he, he wasn't on, he wasn't on drugs. He wasn't drunk. Um, it was more like Frankenstein. It was more like he didn't know how to use his legs or what to do with his arms. I mean, uh, again, you, you'd have to just have seen it to really maybe fully grasp what I'm trying to say here. I'm stumbling all over myself to say here, but uh, like he, he really seemed to have to be struggling. Uh, and it just the oddest thought crossed my mind at the time that maybe uh, this was some some being um, that crashed in this ship 
and maybe had just come from being in a ship which probably had has some kind of anti-gravity um, that his body was adjusted to and uh, now that his ship has crashed and he's trying to walk uh, like he's dealing with gravity for the first time uh, that that was what went through my mind at the time uh, if you can understand where I'm coming from um, but now I'm not so sure about that especially um, especially when it comes to gargoyles and the fact that they can shapeshift supposedly and so the thought has also now uh, formed in my mind that there's a possibility that this was a gargoyle uh, shapeshifted into human form which would also account for um, his awkward uh, movements because he really was uh, walking like a Frankenstein so uh, that was pretty much it for that night um, you know we eventually started to walk behind this guy and like I said that's when we really noticed you know just how weird and strange he was and uh, the weird vibe never did go away um, and we ended up uh, finally passing him when he uh, got into a truck at the truck stop and uh, we made our way home and that was pretty much it for the night um, but the story doesn't end there um, what, how long would you say had passed between that and when we heard the um, what I would call cement boots maybe a week yeah. tops yeah with I'd say within a I, I thought maybe it was even within a couple of days but yeah. maybe I'm not remembering correctly so we'll, we'll say a week tops uh, from from the time that I dreamed about the UFO in gargoyle to seeing practically the same thing the next day uh, and the strange man in the crashed um, ship uh, and all of that strangeness um, my wife and I were in our bedroom and we were laying in bed getting ready to go to sleep well we were going to sleep for the night and we heard what I can only describe sounded like little cement boots um, running across the attic floor uh, which was the ceiling uh, above our head and I mean that's exactly what it sounded like like uh, like a toddler or a garden gnome or a gargoyle uh, or running across the floor you know this this was definitely like not regular footfalls uh, they were really quick like in anybody who has spent time around uh, a two-year-old knows what the pitter-pattering of a, of a two-year-old's feet sounds like when they're running and that's exactly what this sounded like um, I don't know what else how else to describe it I mean what would you say uh, <clears throat> I agree completely it sounded like small kid or kids are chasing uh, 
all around the attic and it was extremely loud. Yeah. <clears throat> Even not a kid would make uh, such a harsh and strong noise. Well, I mean, possibly, but only if they were wearing super heavy. Yeah, boots cement, cement boots or, um, you know, something of that nature, which who wears cement boots? No one. And what would a kid be doing in our attic? There's not. Our attic is very hard to access in the first place because it's a it's an old house and um, the the one entrance that we have uh, to get up there is not the easiest to get to so there was definitely nothing up there uh, human that is and there's no animal period that would have made a sound like that let alone if it were a possum or a cat or a raccoon or something like that. Uh, you barely hear a cat or a possum or something like that. And if you do, it's more of a scratching or uh, when they knock something over. But this was distinct feet falls. And it was hard as stone. I mean, you could practically feel the roof vibrate from, from the sound. And to me, and mind you, these footsteps were directly above our head. And it was like one, two, three, four, five, and then disappear. And what's interesting about that is there's no exit on that end of the attic except one little hole uh, the size of a brick um, standing up. And that, that's just the, the way that these uh, homes were built. That was for ventilation. So, you know, unless this thing, whatever it was, was, uh, what, 10 to 12 inches tall, there's no way that it could have uh, fit through there. But it did sound like something just appeared over our heads, took a few steps running, and jumped out that little opening uh, is exactly what it sounded like so my first thought was uh, our garden gnome because we have a creepy old garden gnome that we inherited with this house and we both swear up and down that this thing has uh, turned an inch or so uh, this way or that way during the night because you know we'll notice that it was uh, in a different direction by at least an inch or so it will have shifted uh, and be looking uh, slightly in a different direction and neither one of us had moved it so uh, sounds crazy it is crazy well um, what did the cement boots as I'm calling them what what did that sound make you think of? Uh, usually it would make me think about garden gnome first. Yeah. But your dream about gargoyles mm -hmm. made me think uh, about them. Yeah, exactly. In general made me think about gargoyles a lot more Yeah. than before. Yeah. And uh, 
if you recall we also heard in front of the window of our bedroom uh, fast like cement very hard uh, steps just a couple of them and mm -hmm. then just like something flew away yeah I believe that was like the, the next night or two or three nights later and yes. it, it pr pretty much sounded exactly like the uh, cement boots in the attic because uh, just imagine uh, someone appearing out of thin air and taking a running start you know two, two or three steps maybe four steps I believe it was three yeah and two. yeah and like you taking three steps and jumping into the air and that's exactly what both of those sounded like and the outside light turned on yeah we have a, a motion uh, detected or a motion sensor activated light and it definitely turned on when, when we heard that out there so uh, yeah definitely some strange happenings uh, not claiming it was a garden gnome not claiming it was a gargoyle uh, even that's truthfully what we believe so uh, do you have anything else to add about the whole uh, the whole experience that we had back in spring of 2018? Uh, yes, maybe <clears throat> uh, maybe some things uh, not so in around the time actually we uh, found out that we'll get a baby mm -hmm. and uh, event that uh, you were describing was actually about that time exactly yes and uh, when I have seen that shooting star slash <laughs> UFO slash yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. whatever that was yeah um, like in the same second my first thought was uh, uh, can expect the three wise men now <laughs> because it reminding so much of, on the paintings um, of shooting star that the that, wise men yeah, were following yes yeah. uh, mm -hmm. that right moment yeah 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 it did it, that, it did look like that that's the reason why I remember that first flash the most yeah and it is another um, significant little um, point to make that the dream I had about the gargoyle and the space shuttle that was bringing us back home um, was like within days of finding out that we are pregnant with our son so um, that just opens up a whole nother conversation though and uh, we will do best to save that for another episode so uh, any, anything else? Uh, no it was very very um, sensitive period of time let's say that way yeah yeah mm -hmm. it, it was so yeah, that's our story, and we're sticking to it because it's the truth. And uh, 
once we started looking into gargoyles uh, and specifically the UFO and alien connection with gargoyles, we were quite shocked to find out that uh, it's not such a stretch of the imagination and that uh, numerous other folks are coming to the same conclusion. Um, I almost wasn't going to mention this fact because it's so out there, and I'm calling it a fact, uh, really, uh, a mention rather. Uh, anyone who's familiar with Coast to Coast AM, uh, Dreamland, Midnight in the Desert, and everything that Art Bell worked on, um, 25 years ago on Coast to Coast, Art Bell was interviewing um, one of his usual strange guests, which I cannot think of the name of now, uh, and when I do, I will add it to the description for this uh, podcast episode, um, so you guys can go and look that up, but this man was explaining to Art, uh, granted, as I said 25 years ago, that in approximately 25 years, a ship would be approaching or reaching the earth and it wasn't just any ship but specifically a ship full of a gargoyle like alien race and again this was 25 years ago give or take a year or two and the man was uh, stating that this would happen in about 25 years so here we are 25 years later and we've had this strange dream and experiences that we believe may indeed be gargoyles. So go out there and uh, get your Google search on and uh, look into the gargoyle alien UFO connection and let us know what you think. Something else to mention that is actually, uh, at least it seems important to me, that uh, we found out about that interview almost more than two years after all of these experiences. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, it, w it was very recently that we came across that Art Bell interview, uh, maybe, maybe a month ago. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, by any means, we were not inspired by it. No, it, it was no inspiration at all. It was, it was more in the after fact. Um, but before ending the program, I will go ahead out on a limb and propose the theory that this giant asteroid that's been floating around the Earth for the last year or so is possibly the Gargoyle Mothership. So, with that... I will leave you to the darkness and your own thoughts.